Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Movie Buffs podcast, the strongest podcast in the world about movies and the only podcast currently taking place over 150 feet outside of Tom Cruise's moving helicopter. Tyler's hanging on for dear life. I'm at the pilot seat checking out the views. How's it going today, Tyler? <laughs> it's going pretty good. I like your intro. It's new. Yeah, it's new. Oh, well, I just want to describe to everybody what's going on. So if you notice I'm talking like this, it's because of the sound of the chopper. I guess we're all just getting excited for the new Mission Impossible. I mean, we've had all that promo stuff coming out. Never and, too early. Uh, never too early. And Tom Cruise, just the biggest star in the world. Tallest. <laughs> Makes me feel tall. So how's it going today, Tyler? What we got for today's episode? Let's kick it off with our warm-up. As always, want to warm up those muscles since, you know, technically we both do work in the fitness industry. Got to warm it up. Got to feel juiced. Got to feel good about what we got going on. And we're kicking it off with one of your favorites. Actually, I know it's not one of your favorites, but mm-hmm. some of our listeners are Harry Potter fans. So it is not out of the blue to throw in a little Harry Potter news. There's talks now about going back to the HP well, the Harry Potter well, Ooh. and rebooting the series. Now, if you think back to it, I don't even think, to be honest, I don't even think you've watched any of them. I don't know you if you have. <laughs> I've seen like the first three or four. And I've read okay. the first four books. With the Harry Potter well of movies. Pour, I mean, hey, we pour a well, he says. Okay, they, <laughs> I could think they had probably like five, six directors. And it wasn't till later on that they finally settled on a tone for them. Now, moving forward, a lot of shakeups, discovery, purchasing. Um, Warner Brothers, do you think it is wise of them to reboot the series and go back to this, this, uh, all these books that they have the, they have the material for them, they have the characters, relatively still in our minds. Do you think they should do this? I don't think so. Uh, from what I've heard, based on you, they didn't do a very good job with their Fantastic B series, and they yes. do have the Cursed Child play that can be. It's about the time where the actors are old enough to just bump right into it anyway. Wait on it. Do that. Hopefully, uh, what's her nut stops being <laughs> terrible. And shut, yeah, hopefully, she shuts up long enough for people to forget that she's involved and they just move on and make the next one and make it good. I think that's the most important thing. If I work for Warner Brothers Discovery at this point, Make it good. Whatever they're doing next, make it good because they've done a lot of shakeups. So we talked about recently mm-hmm. and um, they got people on the edge. They don't know what to expect from them. So the best way to, to fix some of these issues is just make something good. Yeah. I mean, they could take a page out of Star Wars and <laughs> literally just find a character that everybody likes and make a spinoff series. Boom. Solved go. it right there. Mm-hmm. And you make, make a Snape happy. prequel series. What, what the hell is that little goth guy up to? <laughs> that's a good one right there popular right. character one of the episodes can be him straightening his hair <laughs> when he discovered that it looks better um when he dyes it black and he straightens it yeah and uh, i mean that's a good segue here to question number two uh for our warm-up with warner brothers discovery ceo stating that no more hbo content is going to be getting the axe so a lot of stuff, a lot of DC stuff got the axe, a lot of shakeups with DC. We're talking about Harry Potter already. Mm-hmm. I know the Game of Thrones had a lot of shakeups, some content getting the axe, more um, more in the realm of they had a huge list. I know that you've made jokes in this podcast about the millions of dollars that they threw at a, a um, what do you call that? A, uh, the uh, pilot. The pilot, yep. They <laughs> threw a spinoff that they of just didn't put out. <laughs> Literally just tossed it in the trash. After millions, but that should have been our warning sign. Some of the stuff was going to happen because it's crazy to throw. Do you think about it? How much money you waste on some of these things just to be like, that wasn't any good. Throw. You should make sure it's good before you start paying millions of dollars because it's that money could definitely house people that have to live uh, on the streets, you know, or feed people that uh, 
don't have food. They, I mean, there is this thing called YouTube that you could always just throw stuff up on. But I mean, yeah, at least put it out. Yeah, put it out there with no publishing costs and just get some ad revenue or something. Literally, they could put it out there and just say, hey, we want you to watch this. It's going to cost you 99 cents. How many people would purchase it just to watch that? I'm just. Right. I would that. watch it out of morbid curiosity. Like, why did I they mean, hate it? Like, why was it not good enough? <laughs> see, all good ideas right there. But anyways, what. <laughs> What series or movie were you most bummed about getting the axe? Uh, I can't think of anything in particular. It was just, it was really kind of disheartening to know that for some of the creators. Oh, here's one. There was a show called Final Space. I'd only seen a few episodes of Final Space. Yeah, but it, it was, uh, it was an animated comedy about outer space. Um, I only saw a few episodes. I really liked what I saw. I just, it's one of those things you see it. I was like on vacation and it was on mm-hmm. and I never got back around to it, but so they did like four seasons that were all on this platform, whatever. And in order, you know, to get the tax incentives, they had to wipe it from the platform. Well, because the show was only like four years old, there was no physical media of it. So now mm-hmm. the only like record of all these people's hard work, like the animators, the actors, the creators, the, you know, the person who wrote this, whatever, the only record of it is if you find clips of it on YouTube, other than that, <laughs> this show doesn't exist anymore. And to me, that's so like, that's so heartbreaking. Could you imagine that? Like it's your big break. You get like your project made. It's like means so much to you. People like it. You get a few years in and then somebody goes, make <sighs> Thanos sit away. That was, that's the big bummer. Just thinking about all the people for whom that happened, you know? You could. Well, I'm actually surprised you didn't say anything about DC. We've made a lot of jokes about DC over the years in our podcast. And uh, maybe you have, I've never done that. I know. And I mean, with the big shakeup, I, we talked about making an episode for it. We'll see. Cause I think we don't want to get any hate mail. We don't want any, <laughs> any Snyder bros to track us down, put a billboard right outside of our house. I mean, that's me personally, but they'll uh, put one outside of your house. Cause I've never said anything ever about anything. <laughs> so, okay. Interesting. Interesting enough. I've actually thought about this. If I had billions of dollars, I would go buy up all the series that got canceled that I like and create uh, maybe a, a uh, an app called Second Chance. I mean, Ooh. there is <laughs> that. What episode did we do when we talked about like series that we wish would come back? And I talked about that that one that had Keith Urban in it. And uh, oh man, I have to think about like that almost episode. human or something like that. Hey, there it is. You remembered it. I did it. Check check out that episode. Tyler will link it in the description below. <laughs> well, moving on here. And keeping with talking about streaming services and all the stuff going on, there's new content arriving on Amazon Prime. Woo-hoo! Now, before we set, hit the record button, talked a little bit about one of the shows that I just finished, Jack Ryan, uh, that's on Amazon Prime. And they've shown that they have the money, they have <laughs> the ability to buy directors, buy all the people needed to make series, but... I would say they're probably like 50-50 on like if a show's going to be good on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. They have some good ones that, I mean, I like. I like Jack Ryan. I like Hunters. Um, Jack Reacher. Jack. I, mean, I love that show, dude. I, Tyler's wrong. I feel like I'm the only one that I did that didn't like it. I, uh, I know that there's some listeners that liked it too. I just Tyler, wasn't a fan of it. Tyler just doesn't know what it's like to be the best. Yeah, whatever. But uh, with <laughs> Amazon Prime, and we talk about, think about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. What has been your feedback so far? Do you think that uh, the studio, Amazon Studios, that they're making good content, keep on it? What do you think they're missing? I think Amazon Studios is making amazing content, and I think they have some amazing content and some great movies coming out for later this year. Do you want to give you a disclaimer now? You should just do it now if that's, if that's what you're trying to hit that. <laughs> There's no disclaimer. I happen to be in one of those movies that's coming out through Amazon Studios, and uh, <laughs> just because I'm a former employee and I'm very proud of that movie. That is premiering this coming week at Sundance. Um, doesn't mean I'm biased, but I think Amazon is doing a great job. <laughs> well, I'm not employed by or been on anything that's been on Amazon Prime. So I will say that they have a better track record than most networks. Yeah, you're right. They're doing a great job. Fine. We'll move on. <laughs> Avatar 2 is now the seventh highest grossing movie of all time. So how many, how many times did your... Uh, your stepdad see this movie. 
It's a good question. I saw it. I don't. I, don't, oh I honestly don't know if you saw it. No, I did see it, and I was blown away. I did an instant reaction episode about it, and I talked about betting against James Cameron is never the right thing to do. It was pretty good, and with it now being the seventh highest grossing movie of all time, do you think that they will? Make the fourth and the fifth. Third's already been made. They already filmed the majority. I thought you were going to ask that. I'm like, you're just stupid. You know what? <laughs> I'm happy people, when any, whenever anything comes out that people like, I'm happy for them. I'm glad you like it. Obviously, no one's getting hurt. It's great. All fun and joy. But who is seeing it this many times? <laughs> I know, I know, I, I've actually, I mean, we talked about this a while ago that mm-hmm. I only knew one guy who ever liked it, and it was your stepdad. <laughs> and then, since then, I've met like three or four more people. Of those three or four more people, none of them have gone to see it. So my really, people that people that I know that were like, I love that movie. I was like, my favorite movie of all time, the first one. Haven't seen it yet, but somehow it's made $50 billion. <laughs> it's an honest question because like, it's crazy. I got a theory for you and I'm going to say this theory. Um, don't say it. I don't mean to offend anybody in the Midwest, um, in the Bible Belt. Um I have family that lives in that area, that region. Tyler actually country. wears a Bible belt. It's King James. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But I will Got say Ephesians that written on the outside of it. People in this region, they love blue shit. They <laughs> eat up blue shit. So you're telling me that, red states love blue things? Uh, you, you can make that correlation if you want. I didn't. That, you did. But the times that I've seen the Blue Man Group, <laughs> that, I wonder... <laughs> I wonder I gotta, wh- who watches, who who sees Blue Man Group. But I will tell you, each time that I've seen it, I've seen it twice, that that theater is packed. It is packed with people. And my the only thing more packed in that theater is the front of Tyler's jeans after he gets done watching the Blue Man Group. He gets excited. <laughs> anyway, you're right. Don't bet against Jim Cameron. Hey, oh, you're Jim. You guys are on that term now. No, well, I mean, come on. Come on. Okay, let's now go to some little bit more <laughs> forecasting here. One of our favorite things to do. Next thing with the warm-up has to do with the Fantastic Four. Ooh. Rumor Mill says that Adam Driver is reportedly the top choice to play Reed Richards. If, if this mm-hmm. is the case, who are you building the rest of the cast with? Ooh, that's interesting. I got to say just up top here, I'm really pissed that – on our docket of things, this Fantastic Four rumor is number five. That's stupid. I should have reordered sure that. I have to you make should sure have reordered that. that. <laughs> I give some stuff that you like, that I like. We got to go back and forth there. We should have reordered that and had this number four. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got to say, I'm, I feel like the Fantastic Four has been done twice now with, let's say, mixed results. Um, I really think that... Though they've been around a very long time. I don't know anybody for whom this is like their favorite characters or whatever. I think the MCU, they've already shown that there's going to be a multiverse of them anyway. Let's do some weird casting, you know, just go nuts with it. That's what I want to see. I want to see them go nuts with the casting. So let me hear some guesses. Uh, Who would you put it as the human torch? I'd have Isla Fisher play the human torch because she's, um, in her forties, and obviously she's a, a female. Um, for the thing, I'd have Thing from Wednesday, the hand, turn him into rocks. Um, and for Shoe Storm, I'd have somebody who does the weather on KTLA five because of the storm. I have to say that whenever I share the podcast, the thing that I say is, "You'll like my co-host. He's an oh, interesting thank character." Thank you. And um, I feel like that's. That little segment right there, that's a great description of Ronald right there. Thank you. You ask him a serious question on (laughs) who you'd build a cast out with since we're talking about movies, and he'll give you an answer like that. That is 100% Ronald right there. Okay, how about this? I'll play Johnny Storm, and I'll do the voice for the thing. (laughs) Uh, And then Sue Storm, let's have Isla Fisher do that, even though she's probably uh, a little bit on the older side for as far as the character's age would need to be. But let's do that. Right on cue. I'll, I'll play two of four. Ronald doubles down on it. That's a hundred percent right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Whatever, dude. What's next? <laughs> okay. Your your favorite thing 
or I'll say a, a movie that you're excited about that I have no idea about. I didn't even I, read the article for it. I hate meal. Um, I saw an article on MovieWeb about how James Gunn and Peter Safran's DC Universe will benefit from the inclusion of Blue Beetle. You did a breakdown of Blue Beetle. I can't even tell you how many episodes ago. I can't even yeah. remember what you said in it. I didn't Some read the good. article, like I said. And so since I, didn't do research, any, huh? since I didn't do any of those things, how could you see this playing out? How could you see the inclusion of Blue Beetle playing out? Well, for a long time now, I think DC has really hoped to have Blue Beetle kind of be their Spider-Man type character hmm. um, because of his age. You know, he can be a little more relatable. And then because of him, he gets to be the first ever Mexican American or even Latino in any way superhero to lead their own film. So there's a mm-hmm. big opportunity there to find this new um, fan base. And I, I can't remember, I think it's UCLA. They run these like inclusivity um, surveys, but it's not like they're asking people, like they survey like the media that comes out and they, they release their information at the end of every year. And I think it was the year before last that like 35% of all ticket sales in the United States were from the Latino market. So we buy more tickets to, to movies than any other group of people in the United States. So if they play their cards right and they market this right, and it's has to be good, knock on wood, hopefully it will be, uh, they're poised to make this character kind of explode. Because as we know, people who don't watch or don't read comics, don't care about comics, will go see a comic book movie if it looks cool or if there's anything they recognize in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I think they they are banking on hopefully hitting this untapped market and then because the character uh, played by Sholo Maridonia from Cobra Kai, right? Super beloved show, like has a big fan base it's on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix. I mean, like three people have Netflix, but everybody has a password to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it's it's a bankable person who is pretty well known. He's in everybody's house if you want to be, right? Uh, so it's kind of like built in marketing and they have this giant um, fan base. Hopefully they can tap into so I think their hope would be that it can turn into this kind of Spider-Man like character for them where he's young enough that this kid's like 22 years old. They could literally have him do this for when Hugh Jackman's going to be 57 when the next Deadpool comes out. Mm-hmm. So if you if you play this right, he could be a character that goes for the next four decades of storytelling. All you have to do is just line it up and kind of let it happen. Uh, and the other thing is I I'm pretty sure this movie's kind of set up to be pretty self-contained. So it doesn't have to like be reset with the rest of the universe. Um, so it's like, it's a spot that they could be like, all right, we can kind of, again, emulate the Marvel strategy of let, let, let's take some lesser known characters and use them to tell, because with the lesser known characters, you have the room to tell different stories. You know, like Batman has to do this, this, and this to be Batman. Superman has to be certain parameters. But like you said, you love comic books. You love comic book movies, superhero stuff. You don't know shit about blue people. So if they were to change everything about him, but the movie was good. Mm Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck, right? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like, Iron Man isn't huge now. Almost nothing in that Iron Man 1 movie. One, there was no script when they shot it, which is just amazing to me. They gave him $160 million and didn't ask for a script. But <laughs> almost like 90% of the like content of the character's characterization, like the, the events, like none of that is based on anything from his comic books. It's kind of like an amalgamation of cool stuff from over the years. But because it was such, it was basically an unknown character, they made a good movie, they made it cool, and everyone's like, that's mm-hmm. who that is now. So yeah. I think that's what they're going for there. I actually, like when I heard they're making this movie just as a writing exercise, wrote up a, a like a pitch for how I would do it, and it was mm-hmm. fun. And hopefully they do something along those lines. But because of Blue Beetle, again, being an unpowered individual who finds a suit from outer space, you can incorporate the extraterrestrial elements like Green Lanterns and there are other Beatles characters like you can incorporate a lot of stuff with this one character because of the nature of his powers and whew, going on for a second here. Sorry, everybody. But you get a history lesson on Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is a legacy character. Um, so there is a like basically a Batman knockoff guy named Ted Cord, who was the Blue Beetle first. So mm-hmm. you can have like the vigilante aspect play into this. Maybe Ted Cord can be in this movie and play like a mentor who's like a Batman style person. So you open up the window to like this new vigilante small scale world that's been there. Like you can just establish that with a couple of scenes. And because the nature of the beetle itself or the scarab, it's called, you can also tap into all the alien worlds. And then he has to fight probably an alien threat. So you get a little bit of the best of both worlds. And that's all I'm going to say about it. A lot of that made sense. And, <laughs> and for the, that's high praise. <laughs> a lot of that made sense. And 
I mean, we can hope. The jokes that we've made in the podcast about DC, that they just don't write good scripts. They fumble a lot of <laughs> touch, easy touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, I can't see this whole shakeup being a bad thing. I know that there's a lot of hate out there right now for um, for James Gunn and already, oh, fire him. Literally nothing has happened. We have <laughs> Everything I've, he's made for DC has been good so far. Yeah. Everything's been good. I, I, I really, literally cannot like understand how like people could be mad. Yes, was it upsetting with Hen- Henry Cavill? Of course it yeah. was, but we literally never got a Superman two. I I've been waiting for Superman two in ten and, years. <laughs> and literally, just look at everything that happened from Superman to oh wait, Superman two is coming. Oh no, we're gonna go with Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and just completely ruin everything. So I. The fact that we will have some type of connected universe, things will make sense. We'll have good scripts. We'll have things that are shot well that make, you know, people want to come and watch it. I don't understand how <laughs> this would be bad. So yeah. um, we can just keep hoping for the best. Yeah, I think the hard reset was kind of the only way to fix all of the problems without sacrificing the future. Yeah, if, I, if, if not, then every movie for the next like three years would have to be explaining why this didn't happen and that didn't happen. Yeah. And then by 2027, we can finally make a movie moving forward. It's like, no, let's just, it sucks. I mean, but sometimes you gotta, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You know, they had to pave paradise to put up this parking lot. <laughs> we Well, we talked about it with. Aquaman, like, oh, this seems about like the route to go. Just like self-contain it. Mm-hmm. Just make a good movie. <laughs> just make it be fun. Have good acting. And it's a, a path. It's something. And the fact that that was their model for, how long ago was that? Well, I mean, what was that, five years ago? Yeah. Six years ago? And now we're still kind of in that mess. Like, uh, things are loosely related. And I mean, a hard reset kind of just gets things hopefully going in a good, um, a good route. And, you know, I've heard rumors of, you know, Henry Cavill could come back in some capacity in the future. Um, but just right now, they're going in a different direction. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I will gladly go watch. And if uh, Twitter is correct that they, they're going to boycott it, then maybe I'll just be the only one in the, the theater watching the, the new Superman, which is fine. I'll go watch it. And <laughs> I'm going to have nobody coughing on me. I'll be stoked with that. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly go see it. Yeah, same here. It's, it's funny, too, that people were pointing out, like, um, you know, our, the fan bases are so powerful and they really didn't want this to happen. But like it's not showing up in the box office returns, which is the other thing that you can't get that mad at DC for changing it. Because if people really did love it to like that extent where they're going out and seeing it in droves, if it was making $2.4 billion in three weeks, they're not rebooting (laughs) shit. You're going to get exactly the same everything you ask for every time. But it didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's our warm-up. I'm feeling pretty warm. Before we get to our main set, and for with this being the first podcast episode of 2023, we're going to do something new. As you've seen, Ronald has many theories, many thoughts about the future, and we're going to tap into Ronald's magical powers right here. He's going <laughs> to get out his, uh, his orb of Trujillo, and he's going to basically come up with some predictions, predictions of the future here. Ronald, I gave you a task. And as you've seen, people, listeners have seen in past episodes, if I give Ronald parameters of um, a request of please give three, he's maybe going to give quite a few more. But Ronald, I would like to hear three predictions for 2023 on either movies, series, or well, or a combination of them, since sometimes we have a series that, that tap into movies. What is your predictions? Okay, so my prediction for movies, and this one is going to be, it's pretty prescient. It's pretty of the moment as well. Um, Austin Butler just won the Golden Globe for Best Male Performance mm-hmm. in a Drama for Elvis. And people are pointing out that he's still doing the Elvis voice. 
Uh, he's from Anaheim, California. He does not have a Southern drawl. So my prediction for movies is he loves doing this goddamn Elvis voice so much. He's going to do a movie called Elvis Two: electric boogaloo, which follows Elvis through purgatory, hell, heaven, and back to earth where he meets the son of Maximus Decimus Aurelius. And they join forces for gladiator two, which just got announced as well. So it's, mm. that's my big movie prediction is the crossover universe between Elvis and Gladiator. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I did see that he was on a round table. Mine is kind of serious. Mine's real, not made <sighs> make believe, but uh, I saw he was on a round table with like mm-hmm. some actual actors. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing in there? But <laughs> my wife uh, said the same thing. I, I'm sure I, I obviously I know that everybody works really hard on that movie. Kudos to them. But no one I know who watched the movie besides my grandmothers, who I love them both very dearly, but they're in their 80s. <laughs> that, that was a good movie. Everyone was like, hey, it was fine. It was just like it was a musical biopic, which they're all, you know, I think we talked about this before. It's that genre that I hope stops. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, is that all you have to do now to get an award? If you unless yes. you're playing Whitney Houston, because nobody saw that movie for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there. I don't, maybe it's really bad, but I just don't know why. Usually even the bad ones get seen. Yeah. But it's just like, is that all you have to do to get an award? It's just, and then you have to talk about how much this person meant to you, which, yes. okay, come on, dude. That kid's like 26 years old. He was not a giant Elvis fan before he got cast. That's cap. <laughs> yep. Next one here for you. What is your prediction for a series? Series. Okay. So hear me out. It's going to be a Maury style uh, family, like intervening show where people come on with problems or whatever, but it's going to be hosted by Nick Cannon. And the whole show is going to be him getting introduced to his children. This <laughs> They're going to come out and they're going to be like, I don't know my dad. And he's like, I am your father. And he's going to reveal that not only does he have these 12 children, he's got another 46 and the mothers knew about it, but they were hiding the identity of the father for the content. So he could do a uh, surprise reveal on television. It's awesome. Another thing I like to point out about Nick Cannon He's got he's got these 12 children from like four or five different women. And I mean this with all due respect. Every single one of them. What all fire. What's going on here? <laughs> this guy is killing it. I don't know what kind of uh deal he's got with MTV that he can afford to have this many children, but I keep doing your thing, Nick Cannon. I guess so. I guess so. That one, that prediction could legit happen. It might. First one, not so much this one. I could legit see this happening. I stand behind both. Now, last prediction here, combo time with series movies blending into each other, mostly with comic book movies, action movies, series, whatnot. What is your prediction for a series movie? So good example would be how Star Wars blends their movies and series together now and they play out in between each other. What's your prediction? My prediction, and this actually is a serious one, which I shouldn't say. I could just start talking. Let's try it again. My <laughs> prediction is that the Penguin series will get up and running and maybe premiere before the end of the year. Let's just say it does. And it's going to be fantastic. People are going to be like, oh, yeah, they keep giving uh, those like weird indie dramas to Colin Farrell that are very well acclaimed, but aren't super well watched. And you're going to see him in this. You're like, wow, this guy's fucking killing it and it's going to expand out this batman universe and everyone's going to be super excited for the batman too which uh, matt reeves talked about today he's very deep into the writing process almost done on so that's my prediction on that little too serious compared to the rest (laughs) rest of the things that you said in this episode thanks but uh i'm glad that you take one of the things that i mentioned in this episode thank you yeah good job A quick promo break here in this episode. If you've been a fan of our podcast, you've probably already heard me, Tyler, one of your hosts, talk about the Naboso insoles. If you are ever wondering about, oh, what are insoles? How do they help my feet? Are they really useful? I got to tell you that I've been wearing these duo insoles for probably a year and a half now, and I think they're game changers. If you sit at a desk, if you're on your feet, So basically anybody or anybody in the world, they can really help with your health. If you ever have foot pain or if you have any type of issues with your feet, these can be a game changer for you. Hopefully you take my word on it. You head to the link in the description, you buy yourself a pair and you come back and you share it that, oh, I actually bought those insoles and they actually do work. 
you know, that'd be something that we'd love to hear, love to see, because that means that you're working on your health. That's it for the promo break. Let's get back to the episode and keep hearing about all the random things that Ron has to say. Getting to our main set, Ronald. Mm-hmm. Oof. Now, this is a first here. Main set, finished our warm-up, pr- finished our prediction time. Hey, what would you do if I deleted everything on here? It's real quick. Would you still remember it? Uh, yeah, because I have two different papers. Oh, you now, okay. with <laughs> our main set, this is a first. Not only did Ronald provide this topic, but... My guess is that Ronald will also give some legit answers since he provided Maybe. these topics. That is a first there. Maybe, yeah. I have one. I'm reading this list that I provided right now, and I'm like, whoa, because there's... Okay, I, okay, go on. I can't even talk about it yet. I got to get to it. So we are going to start with the most anticipated returning series. So that's the clarification we got to make here before we before I read off these top 10. So these were provided by IMDb and they are returning series. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with number 10 here. The Watcher, The Blacklist, Doctor Who, The Mandalorian, American Horror Story, Only Murders in the Building, The Witcher, Peacemaker, Umbrella Academy, and The Boys. So returning series of 2023. One thing I got to say I like about these lists is that um, I send them to you from IMDb, but they're voted on by IMDb users. So this is not like two critics who live in Bel Air that can ice skate on the the fucking roller rink in the middle of their house, just voting on whatever thing they think is good. It's people that actually watch things for the most part, probably civilians who actually like movies enough to go on and vote about them. So that's what I like about the list. It's not like the fuck is this? What is that? Yeah. I, I can agree with that. That's yeah. actually very nice of you to say. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, good it. Good job. <laughs> I guess. Um, so what, what are we going with? <laughs> what are your top three out of those? Uh, top three in no particular order would have to be Peacemaker and The Boys. That's two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> those are my top two I'm looking forward to most. Uh, the Umbrella Academy, I've seen season one. You actually uh, but, did watch it. I've been literally yeah. telling you about this. <laughs> I've seen like, season here. I've seen season one as it came out, and I liked it a lot. And then season two, I got started on it, and then I heard them talking about like you know it's going to be a limited series, like that's the plan. So I was like, well, I'll just wait because I always get really pissed off when someone's like, oh, this show was so good, but the ending sucked. So I'm like, I'll just wait and make sure because I've heard from people that really like the source material too that it's good. It stays good. It it zigs and stuff and and takes in interesting ways. But I'm like, wait till they stick the landing and I can watch it all together to kind of get the comprehensive feel. That is just an aside here. That is a downside of the just sheer volume of great content that comes out in like our modern streaming age is that, you know, a show like Umbrella Academy will drop over one weekend on Netflix, right? You'll watch the whole thing or maybe over a week or two, but then there's a year and a half till the next one comes out. And you've Mm -hmm. you've done that with another say 40 shows. Yeah. And by the time I come back around, I'm always like, what the fuck happened? So I feel like I have to rewatch it to enjoy the next season anyway. So I'm like, you know, I'll just, I'll take that middleman out and I'll purposely not watch it until it's time. Now, so you, you touched on something that sparked something in my mind with the umbrella Academy that the lead singer, from My Chemical Romance. I don't mm-hmm. I believe, Yep. I think you might know this already that he wrote, uh, did he write it? Uh-huh. That he wrote the Umbrella Academy. So very talented gentleman that he's a part of the, <clears throat> the series on Netflix. And so I think that that helps out with keeping um, some type of continue, continuing, continu- I can't even speak today, some Ooh, type of relevance. Contiguous. <laughs> oh, with, <laughs> with the series. So interesting uh, little thought right there. But I will say my top three. The only little thought right here is you. Woo! <laughs> T-H-O-T. I watch more of these than Ronald. So because um, I don't think Ronald has seen The Mandalorian. Um, I've seen season one and two. I, uh, I can't tell. Despite how much I talk with Ron, I can't say if, if he watches The Witcher I watched the the Witcher. I've seen all of season one. I but now that Henry Cavill's out, it's like. So you're not gonna. There's a new, obviously a new season coming up that yeah, that watch, you know he's in. 
Yeah, I'll finish once he's gone, gone, gone. I'll watch the second and third season. I will put my top three <laughs> in order from in descending order. The Witcher, Peacemaker, and The Boys. It was hard to leave out the Umbrella Academy. My wife would probably put the Umbrella Academy in there. Mandalorian is hard for me to leave out. I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't watch The Blacklist. I don't even know what The Watcher is. I've never <laughs> seen American Horror Story. And I don't watch Only Murders in the, in the Building. So Ooh. that's my list. But any surprises for you in this top 10? Yes. The fact that The Blacklist is still on TV. I what shit you not. When I, when I saw this, I was like, what the actual fuck? It's my wife and I... Yes, we started watching this when we first moved over to uh, Thousand Oaks area, like in 2015, and we binged watch season one and two on Netflix at the time. I was like, and then they kept doing it. And I was like, okay, I quit. There's just too many seasons. There's one of those shows where there's 24 episodes a season. And so for it to still be on all these years later, it's got to be on like season 10. How long is the fucking list? The guy that uh, voiced James Ultron, Peter. he's in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't even finish crazy. that. How did you know I was going to say that? Because that's who's in this show. <laughs> Jimmy Spader. Yeah, that's a big surprise for me. Um, the Watcher is one of those shows is. that's just frustrating. We'll all get out. It's about those people that move into the house. It's Bobby Cannavale and Fader plays the, the mom. But they move into this house and then people keep breaking into their houses and threatening them. They don't know who it is. And spoiler alert. It's an annoying show, but every neighbor like shows up and is like the worst interaction you've ever had in your life. So it's like, it could be any of them. And at the end it reveals that it, they never reveal who it was mm-hmm. it's supposedly a true story. They need to do it off the watchers that are over in San Bernardino, that if you pull up to their house and sit out in front, they're always like looking out and they chase after you with bats. I don't know why people thought that was like a, like, Oh, it's so weird. They come after you. It's like, yeah, hey, you keep pulling up to their house and just looking at them. Anyway, uh, it was a very frustrating show. Uh, I hate shows where everyone's just the worst and annoying. Um, yeah. A, a surprise. Like yeah. See, that's just a soap opera, right? Everybody's like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, it's a soap opera. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you like it, that's awesome. But acknowledge what it is. It's all pulpy and it's silly. I mean, mm-hmm. but I, everything I like is silly too, but I don't pretend it's not. Um, a surprise that I think. Oh, no, sorry, for the next one. There you go. Yeah, you got to wait there. Be patient. I will say that my surprise was only murders in the building. Despite how many people that I know that watch it, I didn't think that many that many people watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like, for me personally, do I like the actors in it? Yes. I think it's, um, who's, the, who's the actress in it? Selena Gomez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, her. I don't like her, so I don't watch it. <laughs> She's friends with your friend, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Never watched that that series. You ever watched his episode? Nope. What a, what a dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the only thing that I'll watch with him in it is, I know he's not going to listen to this, so I'll say it. Right? But the only things that I'll watch with him in it is beat Bobby Flay, because I like Bobby Flay. <laughs> I've Wait, watched like every season, every season of Bobby Flay, especially mm. the two episodes that Jordan lost in. Wow. Way to support your friends, dude. Yeah, totally. Tyler also doesn't even like any of my Instagram posts. So I like all right. He doesn't like, subscribe, or comment. I'm like the only which, which like, all of you should do right now. So if you're liking this, go ahead and like it, subscribe, leave a comment, share this with a friend. Let them know this is your favorite podcast and probably the strongest podcast in the world about movies. I know that maybe it's changed by now. Maybe there's two views, but uh that one view that you had on that video that you released on YouTube, that's me. So you saying that I don't like any of your stuff, that's me who watched it. I did. take that anyways (laughs) honorable mentions that were left out of this list uh it's not a show i love but i've accidentally been swindled into seeing a bunch of it um white lotus i'm surprised people aren't more excited for that because i know people another one love that that show yeah all the characters are just because it's one of those shows where the um they do the Alfred Hitchcock thing where they tell you something bad's going to happen. So that way the whole show, you're like, who's going to be the person that dies. Mm-hmm. And by the end of every, by the end of the first episode, you're like, I hope it's all of them. All of these characters annoy me to no end. And they're all fucking stupid. And they, it, I mean, it's, it gets the reaction you wants because you're invested in their lives. Again, it's kind of like a soap opera because it, the cast is usually a big ensemble. So you'll get like three minutes of everybody's story. Mm-hmm. And then, episodes over so everybody gets like three minutes of progression to a cliffhanger so it leaves you wanting more but all of them are super annoying and you're like dude if they could just kill like maybe they all 
they drive in buses and their buses hit head on and all of them die. But well, spoiler, it never happened. In the last week, I think it was over the weekend, uh, we were watching, um, we just finished watching a movie on HBO Max. We're like, okay, what do you want to watch? And just threw on the preview for it, the trailer mm-hmm. for it, because we got good friends that watch it. That Oh, you got to watch it. Season two is better. And we just watched the trailer and I, I, I can't tell you what it's about. I watch <laughs> and I'm just like, what, it, what makes me want to watch any of this one? Uh, what that actress that's in it, that's from um, Euphoria. It's not like oh. she's, it's not like she's taken off her shirt in it or anything like that. Why would I watch this? So I mean, she's only in the first season. Sydney's why saying, would I know that? Why would I care? Because it's a whole different cast. The only person who carries over is Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom. Hmm. Well, anyways, my honorable mentions, I had to do a little bit of research on this, and surprising enough, I didn't do any research on the other ones on here. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ted Lasso. I thought that was a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Wow. I like Ted Lasso. Um, Apple TV. I'm just going through the list here. I don't watch anything on CBS, so I could care less. Um, I don't watch anything on C- on CW. Uh, Loki, season two. Loki is probably, I think, both of ours. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I say that and be honest that it's probably both of our favorite series so far? Disney Plus uh, Marvel stuff? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, the, the only thing that comes close for me would be Werewolf by Night, but that's, I mean, I, I actually like Werewolf by Night better. Mm-hmm. But it's not a show. It was, you know, that 50-minute presentation. Everything else, I feel like Loki was the one. I think we both talked about this. It was the one that, because it takes place kind of outside of the continuity, you really felt like things happened and changed. Whereas all the other ones were kind of like a big reset. Like, and after nine hours, they have a new costume. Mm-hmm. And that's the only difference. Yeah. I mean, I didn't care for Wandav- WandaVision. That's probably my least favorite series. And I know that a lot of people did like it. Um, what if I just couldn't stay... I don't, I, not because like animated. animation, though. Yeah. That, you don't. Probably, yeah. I liked What If. That was fun. But I feel like that doesn't really count because it's not attached to anything. It's just fun. Yeah. Speaking uh, of um, Marvel, you know, I don't know if everybody saw, but Jeremy Renner was in critical condition last week. So thankfully, uh, by all accounts, he's doing better. Mm-hmm. The Ren man. Ah, some surprises here. Uh, not to change the tone. Uh, what we do in the shadows. I'm a big fan of what we do in the shadows. Oh. I think it's funny and it, it's just something good to pop on. It makes you feel good. Here's a one that a lot of people liked and I just think it's whatever the bear. Mm, didn't watch it. I didn't know that they're making a season two. <laughs> I thought that they just over dramatized working in a restaurant. Yes. Do you feel the intensity of it? Okay. Yeah. But I think more people just liked it for the actor that's from Shameless in it. That's mm. just my opinion on it. But uh, his name was Chet Shameless. <laughs> they're making a season. I didn't know they're making season two. Nice. That comes out next year. I'm going to say uh, it's only sunny in Philadelphia season 16. I'm looking forward to uh, Reservation Dogs season yep. three. I'm looking forward to. And I think the last season of Atlanta, I don't know if it's the one that just came out or it's the one that's about to come out, but those ones I'm looking forward to, all of which I'm behind on besides Sunny, but I just I su- watch too much YouTube. More surprises. And I know that I'm in the minority on this with I'm not the biggest fan of Barry. I think you're a big fan of Barry. I am behind on uh, that as well. <laughs> Euphor- Euphoria. Uh, I'm not as trendy as the people that do like Euphoria. You um, see the lights behind me, how they're purple? I am oh, Euphoria. I am Euphoria. Know. <laughs> you got it. Um, <laughs> they, you said White Lotus. Uh, I mean, other than that, House of Dragon season two. Oh yeah, those are some surprises left out. Well, oh yeah, a lot of stuff coming out next year or this year. Sorry, to look forward to a lot of good streaming and a lot of stuff that we will be doing podcast episodes on. So make sure you keep the lookout for that for those. Moving on here, most anticipated movies. Ooh. I think there. I think there's a lot of surprises on this one. Um, I'm just gonna read the list and then we'll get into it and we'll dissect it a little bit more. Number ten, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Getting pretty excited for that one. The Expendables four. Uh, you can, this is not a this is not a video episode, so you can't see me shaking my head. John Wick <laughs> Chapter four. 
Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the Super Mario Brothers movie, The Little Mermaid, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Barbie. <laughs> I'm definitely going to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey because it I, looks silly. I, had to I haven't seen a trailer for it. face for that. Well, <laughs> what are your top three, Ronald? And hopefully you'll actually give me three. Okay, of these that are here, um, John Wick. Obviously, we love the John Wick franchise, but we know what's going to happen. I really want to see Barbie. I think that from what I've heard, they do a really weird thing with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Greta Gerwig's a good director. Uh, Margot Robbie has had a few movies that didn't perform well in a row. So I'm, hopefully she gets a, a back on the... I mean, she doesn't need another win, but you know what I mean? Get her streak mm-hmm. of going back up. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Excited to see that. Isn't that Scorsese and DiCaprio? Yeah, it's about serial killers. I didn't killers. know what that was. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that. Oppenheimer, I would be excited to see, but because Tyler's excited for it, I hope that they <laughs> delay it until like 2027 just to spite Tyler. Uh, Little Mermaid, I could take it or leave it. Super Mario Brothers, we talked about this. It's a little disappointing that Chris Pratt's voice still hasn't grown on me, but I'm sure it'll be cute. I'll take my nephew to see it. Indiana Jones, um, I'll, I trust James Mangold. Uh, but I'll wait till other people see it. I'm not going to go see it day one because I want to hear that it's good before I go because we all saw Crystal Skull. Uh, and then the Expandables 4. Uh, just It's crazy that they're still making those. I did love Expendables 1. Me and Josh Logan and Steven Eaton sit <laughs> on the couch and watch that and play Thin Lizzie's The Boys Are Back in Town while drinking warm Jack Daniels and smoking cigars until we're like, hey, all right, the house is going to smoke. We should go outside. Uh, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. The latest trailer was the first one that kind of got me a little excited for it. Uh, but I want to know, where's Michael Pena in these movies, man? What? <laughs> Luis. His, man? Yeah, his yeah. friend Luis. Where the fuck is he at? He was the best character <laughs> of that movie. And they said, no, nah, we'll, we'll take more time with Corey Stoll. I bet <laughs> I bet he works his way in. Hopefully. Give him that was powers. your top three? You literally just read the whole list back to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's your top three? <laughs> I'd have to say, and I'll give mine in order. John Wick at number three. Mm-hmm. I maybe because I literally just watched two and three. I didn't watch the first one. The two and three in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough two and or one and two for me um, because I can't really tell you what Oppenheimer is <laughs> really about. But that is my number one because I'm a Nolanite <laughs> and I'm weirder like that. Uh, I. You can't really, uh, of course, I've read the synopsis. I've read a few articles on it, but like, you didn't really get much from the trailer. It just looks like it's going to be amazing. And Christopher Nolan, yeah. He set off a real, um, a real nuke for this, dude. I'm sure he did. Uh, (laughs) But prior to this list, I was very excited about Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, mostly because. I want to see how things start to connect. I want to see how all these series, these shows that we've been watching start to connect, how Shang-Chi, how um, Miss Marvel, how uh, all the rings, all the stuff that we saw in Loki, how all that stuff starts to come together because we're kind of just, I feel like standing around with our hands up like, okay, like how does this all Mm -hmm. connect? Because that's what we expect from Marvel. And that's what I want to see. So yep. I'm I've I've been excited for it. I like Ant Man the character, and I'm surprised that I moved it down one spot. Ooh, any surprises for you? Um, in this uh, list, yeah, uh, I'm surprised that the hype for Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is so high because it's like a <laughs> who voted that? <laughs> I don't know. It's because you know it's it's in the group of characters that have gone into public domain recently. Uh, same thing with like the Grinch is fully in public domain. I don't know if it's recent or not, but they did a evil Grinch movie the past year. It's coming out too, where it's called the mean one where he's going around killing people instead of just stealing Christmas, he murders all of Whoville. Um, so it, I, it's like, it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm sure it'd probably be fun and campy, but there's no way it's going to be like good. Not, no disrespect. I mean, it's just uh, of these giant releases. That one's like a very small independent horror movie. So that's weird that that's up there. Um, and then the Ant-Man hype, I'm a little surprised that people are still on board with as much for it to be top 10 only because, you know, uh, I think the, um, 
like the common opinion about phase four so far is that it's been pretty all over the place to say the least. So I would have expected the hype to die down a bit from that, but yeah, those are my surprises. Hmm. Um, mine is only the expendables. I didn't know people still watch those. Oh, yeah, um, that too. I agree. I think that because I'm looking and I have pulled up as we're recording this, the, um, honorable mentions, um, I can't tell you that because <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. But honorable mentions, I'm just going to – let's just get to that part because that's going to be more exciting right now because I'm looking at it right now. I mean, Wonka, <laughs> uh, the Marvels, Shazam, Aquaman, Guardians 3. Oh, hey, uh, Guardians 3 I'm way more excited about than Ant-Man. Creed 3. like Chris Reed. Those are all things that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the Amazon Studios Pictures release, Cassandro. <laughs> we all should be. Ronald, yeah. would you like to give a plug for it? I just did. Premiering at Sundance on uh, Friday, January 20th at 4.50. Uh, if that's if anybody movies. wants to know, Ronald is in that movie. He's legitimately in the movie. I'm not, we're not, I'm not making it up. I'm not <laughs> like joking about it. Ron uh, makes a lot of stuff up in this podcast. No, I don't. Hopefully you know what is is real and what isn't real. And he's legitimately in that movie. Yeah, I'm very excited to be making my feature film debut. So uh, we're going to go check it out. It'll be fun. Big. One more thing that I got to say about, and this is a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this trailer for Missing because it's cu- coming out this year. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? With like the, no. um the girl's mom goes on like a trip with her boyfriend to some country and um, she gets kidnapped and then she tries to like save her kind of thing. Ooh, and I'll say, taken? Kind of. Taken? <laughs> I was literally like thinking like, I feel like I've seen this movie before, um, but it's with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I just remember oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger like kills everybody. So yeah. I'm going to be very interested to see how this teenage girl saves her mom because she's not Arnold. And I mean, <laughs> Arnold literally killed a country. Like he literally blew up the whole country. That was a commando, right? <laughs> no, yeah. uh, he was like a firefighter in that movie. I'm trying to oh, think what? what it was. I don't know. Oh, I'm excited for uh, the new Ari Aster movie. He directed Hereditary. Um, uh, it's called Bo is Afraid. It stars Joaquin Phoenix. So, you know, the acting is going to be crazy. Ari Aster has a very um, meticulous and beautiful visual style and flair and his movies are always really scary so i'm excited for that another promo break for you here if you are a fan of the podcast you know at the beginning of each episode there is a promotion for time to train fitness on youtube that does online workouts that are free 100 percent free on youtube what was just added was a 12 day workout series so if you have dumbbells if you have an indoor bike you can follow this for one month to help you get back on track and work on your fitness check it out at the link in the description make sure you subscribe and make sure that you keep listening to the movie bus podcast a couple of other honorable mentions that i want to talk about is tyler's favorite movie franchise fast 10 more like fast <laughs> in your seatbelt am i right ladies and gentlemen but no legitimately we're very excited for um the new Mission Impossible. I mean, come on. How do they leave that off the list? Yes. Flash. That movie may exist, right? It <laughs> might even come out. So that's crazy. Super excited for that. I think we mentioned Guardians 3. Uh, there was a couple others that you were talking about, right? Uh, I did say Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, that my was- gosh. Yeah. How do we forget that? That movie's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well. Another uh, character that I should play in real life is going to be Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. I'm just putting it out there. Let everybody know. They have Oscar Isaac playing him uh, for the voice in the movie across the Spider-Verse, but Oscar Isaac is too old and he's already Moon Knight. So let me do it. That's all. I, I didn't know that Craven the Hunter's supposed to come out this <laughs> in October. We'll see if that actually does. Oh, my I, God. They should call it Morbius 2 colon Craven the Hunter. You, we should point out in this podcast that Ron has legitimately been saying it has to be for at least three years that he does not believe the Flash is going to come out. And have I been right for the past three years for a movie that was scheduled for 2020? Yes. Have I not been right? <laughs> so the, the fact that that one's on lists and that it's slated to come out, it's pretty funny. It's, it is it is hilarious to me that I've been making this joke since they first announced the first iteration of this podcast. Where like They announced Cyborg and all that. I'm like, oh, we'll see if any of these movies exist. And then the fact that they really did start making them 
disappear and they went as far as to cancel a movie they finished. It's like, dude, do I have a magic orb? <laughs> uh, I got to throw one more in here because I talked about how much I loved it. Uh, Dune Part 2 is supposed to come out. Oh, I didn't boy. know that. Dune. <laughs> That's what they should call it. And I was a really big fan that really changed it changed my life, as some people might say. But it didn't change my life. But I really enjoyed it. I didn't know they were doing Hunger Games stuff again. But Tyler has the Avatar blues, but for the Dune sand world. He yes. just goes out into Arizona desert and cries. I did say to my wife that I do want one of those suits, but that's just me. <laughs> anyway, like disc golf in it. <laughs> a lot of good stuff coming out this year. Surprise. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. All right. So oh, that was a lot of work. I got to tell you, Tyler, I am sore. I am worn out. I think it's time to cool it down, buddy. How do we start our cool down? We started with our WTF moment. And this. Sure do episode it's on me to talk about a wtf moment something that maybe happened at the movies maybe didn't happen in the movies and i'm going to share one that <laughs> was actually shared with me from a friend out here uh i live out in arizona and there is a city close by to where i live that it's got some it and it's some interesting peeps i don't it's not one of our <laughs> it's not one of our big city um Big areas that <laughs> of people that listen to our podcast. And the reason why I can't talk right now is because Ronald is making very funny faces into what? the webcam. And, uh, but anyways, um, a post was shared fr- with me from a buddy from this Facebook group from this town called Gilbert, Arizona. And there were home of Gilbert a, Arenas. There was an individual complaining about how their kindergartner child had to wear an ID card for when they were at school. And I wish I was making this up. I'm not, like, as I'm saying this out loud, I wish I was making it up. They were complaining to this Facebook group that their child had to wear an ID card. That's a rip away that they had to work for the whole day. Now, logical parents stated, well, schools use it for the scan kids when they get on the bus. Okay. Makes sense. Schools use it for their lunch card, their recess card for when they want to buy food. Yeah, makes sense to me. Schools use it for when maybe the kids get into a little tussle and they need to know the name and the information of the kid instead of saying, hey, you. School, that's how schools use it. It makes complete sense to me. But Mm -hmm. only in a place like Gilbert, Arizona, would this not make sense. Why is my kid having to wear an ID? Oh, it's because kids lose shit. They take stuff off. They leave it every every imaginable place. I don't even have a kid, and I know this, that they leave shit everywhere. But you can't make too much sense in a place like Gilbert, Arizona. And this uh, the reason why I make fun of this city is because it ends up on random-ass lists for best places to live. And I got to tell you, it's probably the worst place to live. Terrible food, <laughs> terrible people, and I highly recommend moving anywhere else in Arizona but Gilbert, Arizona. Now, I just want to take a moment to say that I have no gripes with Gilbert, Arizona or the Bible Belt or anywhere in the entire world, <laughs> because unlike Tyler, I'm not a little hate filled little thought. My Bible Belt theory was just a theory on why people oh, why people oh, see Avatar and the Blue no, Man, Man Group. I don't know, dude. I think blue is just a double D double da. All right, everybody. So take us to our next team. Our post-workout takeaway, since we both Mm. technically do work in the fitness industry and we do like to impart some type of knowledge in this area, with it being January 2023, what do you Mm -hmm. have to share with our audience? All right, it's time for me to crack an egg knowledge all over Tyler's (laughs) face and mush it in like moisturizer. Okay, so this week's post-workout takeaway, you know, starting the new year, we went over some strategies about how to break down your new year and get started right. One of the things I want to remind everyone of is that Progress is not made today. It's not made next week. It's not even made the week after that. It is going to be the accrual of small little victories over the course of the year. So don't burn yourself out by saying, I'm going to run nine miles every day. And then all of a sudden you got two bad knees and you can't run at all. And then in a year from now, you're worse off than you were today. Give yourself the grace and the leeway. Give yourself that go 70% of as hard as you can, but do it every day. Do it every day of every week. 
And over time, you will be where you want to be. Whereas if you go too hard and you try to get it all done in one workout, one, you're not going to get anything out of it anyway. That's not how the body works. But two, you're going to fuck yourself up or fuck up something and you're never going to get there. It's going to be unsustainable. So give yourself the grace of time. Any goal you want, do the little steps and six months of little steps will get you there. Where one week of giant steps will not. I promise you. I love you all. And thank you. It got real central with the mic there. It was only because Tyler was leaning so close to the screen. It got. Um, anyway, everybody. So that is it for today's episode. Tyler, do you have anything you want to add? Um, hopefully in the next episode, you don't make my list of cities that I hate and areas that I hate. Uh, the list is constantly expanding. So uh-huh. it uh, is. Be nice to me. He has a Google Doc and he just adds like, every once in a while. He put like uh, Arlington. I'm like, where's Arlington? He's like, you know where it is. Like, oh, shit. Okay. Is it Texas? Is it Nebraska? I don't know. Anyway, so thank you so much to everybody, every single one of our listeners for coming out tonight and watching this. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here listening to us and we appreciate that. Be sure to like and subscribe, follow and share with friends and turn on the notifications to never miss a new episode. We will be back next week when we finally figure out how does Tyler get his drawstring so even. I'm not talking about the ones on his sweaters, ladies, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, bye. Bye.